0: Good afternoon, motivators. What's going down? It's Dr. Drill here, just uh, friggin' coming out here on this Sunday morning, afternoon at this point, at the Walmart, and I'm down to the Walmart, and I will tell you about my, my friend, my, my little bit of an alter ego, uh, Granny June, or uh, Auntie June. She likes to go to the Walmart, and sometimes she'll go in there and get, there'll be various sales. So, you know, there weren't a lot of people today when I was cruising through the aisles of the Walmart. It was rather desolate, but there were some sales. You you could get yourself some of the same sales, the same products that you might find at a tractor supply or a friggin' Target, Target or most anything. Oh, look at that, bunch of freaking vultures picking on a deer carcass on the side of the road. Auntie June, she takes joy, extracts joy from even the smallest things like that. So, so horrific, a circle of life. Some people might look at a big gut pile and a bunch of vultures picking on it on a Sunday afternoon and be awestruck and turn away, uh, hide their face, uh, in disgust. Black. Not Granny J or Aunt Friggin' Auntie June. She just takes it easy, takes it as it comes. I uh, went over there to the Walmart and uh, there's always quite, oh, quite a few freaks in there. Maybe some people that you know, you know, around your community, but you're not really much looking to make conversation. You're just trying to get your shit done. And so through the aisles I went, saw some people that I know and I was just keeping on going. I mean, I didn't want to be that guy who approaches somebody who might also want to be just minding their own goddamn business on a Sunday on a Sunday afternoon. We had this storm coming in over the past weekend and everybody was uh, breaking all up in arms and oh my goodness, what are we gonna do? Go out to the Walmart and and so everybody must have done their shopping already and lo and behold there ain't shit for a storm around here anyway, maybe north of us, maybe north of us, but in my community, it ain't nothing but a bunch of rigging roads, look like they're easily traversable in my big ram any, most anything is, I put in four wheel high, get through most anything. I put a couple bags of salt in the back to just a kind of some ballast I call a little ballast. And, you know, make sure we got traction on the wheels. So here we go. What is that? Oh my goodness, it was a red-tailed hawk. It was kind of hovering there for a little while. Just hovering. Just so gentle in the air. And it's very windy today. It's very fucking windy. Uh, it's supposed to get real cold later, and everybody's so concerned about it, but right now it's 32 degrees, and it was 45 degrees yesterday, and then it snowed, and it's a winter time, and everybody's confused, and oh lordy me, it's going to be a little bit of a storm system coming in, and what are we going to do about it? It's going to fuck our whole weekend up, and oh my goodness, and some of us are even off for... Uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday on Monday, so we're just just gonna hunker down and just pretend that we don't have any the grind. Fuck the grind. We just we're just gonna be in here in our little old homes and just sit around, get farting into our jammies all weekend, and fart on the couch and eat junk. And that's the tendency that people have when there's a storm coming in. My dear Grandpa, Granny, reckon. Grammy June or Auntie June, whatever they call me, don't freaking make a hill beans difference to me. So, yeah, just coming from the Walmart, they're Walmart, coming from the Walmart, my friends, trying to freaking stay motivated on this Sunday by preparing for the week, try to get the shit out of our way. It's my wife's birthday coming up on the 31st, and I really want to find a, a wonderful uh, gift for her, gifts. It's her fortieth, so Mandy's a wonderful, wonderful person, and I really wanna make this special for her. And I believe that put together everybody's gonna everybody's gonna do that big time. So i uh, I got some ideas, I'm not gonna disclose them here. I guess she's in case in the event that she is a closet uh, making motivation listener, which is highly unlikely. Alright, I'm going to segue into, I'm going to switch gears here, I'm going to go and tell some stories about my dad. As I, I mentioned in previous podcasts, you can reference, I uh, don't have the numbers, but talked about my dad and his big dogs, Big Mike and his big dogs, a big guy, kind of like I am, big friggin' hulk of a guy, he always had a beard, he drove a big truck, he was a big man, um, he had big dogs, English Mastiffs, St. Bernard's and Great Danes and all that shit. We were known for him driving around and he would always stop after work or on the weekends head over to the Spirits Unlimited Liquor Store and there he'd leave his truck running with the big dogs in it and nobody's gonna fuck with his truck, right? It's a pretty nice community anyway. Beach community. But, uh, he wasn't concerned about anything. He would leave the Ford F-250 um, kind of like an autumn brown like like a wooden... Don't know like a brown brown maybe like a, a maybe like a burnt ochre. Old Bob Ross there. He'd leave it running and he go get his six pack or whatever the hell else he get and make his stop, head on home. My dad is a is a, is a great man, and uh, I love him dearly. He he's he's seventy four now I believe, and he lived a retired up in the Catskills, so I don't see them so often, and it upsets me a little bit. I'd like to be part of my father's life a little bit more. You know, I'd like to spend some time with him and get to know him a little bit and talk about everything from time, you know, maybe his perspective, see what he's got to say about the times uh, back when I was growing up and me and my sister Eve were, were coming up and the things we did, we spent a lot of time in the mountains, building our cabin and hiking around the woods. <clears throat> and those were great times. I really remember them fondly. At 74, my father, he's not that big hulk of a guy anymore. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's thinned out quite a bit. He's gotten a little skinny. Um, still the same man, still the same booming voice, still the same isms, but he's had some health problems recently. He's had a atrial fibrillation, so he's been in and out of various hospitals, and when you live, you know, 45 minutes outside of Binghamton, 30 minutes outside of Binghamton, there's really not as much up there, you know, if you think that it's rough when you have to drive into Philly or your local, um, metropolis because you have to, uh, you know, it's a 30 minute or 45 minute commute, it takes them all that much longer and in the mountains you never know what the conditions of the roads are going to be particularly in the winter so I worry about him he's got my mother up there takes care of him and they take care of one another and it's kind of sad because they haven't had a need you know they they, they're getting old and it's that whole role reversal thing where you're in your 40s and your parents are old and it's one of these days they're going to die and you just hope that they don't suffer too much along the way. And they're able to eke out as much living as they possibly can and leave their mark on this world. Um, my dad this morning, so he's got, a, he's got an appointment to try to reverse this atrial fibrillation on Tuesday. And, they, and of course, they, we get this little shitty storm, as Auntie June was describing. Didn't do much here, but three hours north of here, they have accumulation. He said something like a couple feet. I don't know that they got that. And I don't know what the condition of their roads are. But he's... My mother's pissed at him because he's out there... Cleaning the, you know... Uh, shoveling a little bit. And, of course, he's he's got a heart condition. It's probably not the best decision for him. But he's always been a guy who's just... He's going to do what he's going to fucking do. My dad was always out there working on something in the yard underneath a car, underneath an altering vehicle or doing some home improvement and um had the best of intentions and did some tremendous, tremendous work. But if he knew what he was doing, could have fooled me because he was always cursing and swearing and throwing things and punching holes in walls and um so frustrated with the process and then he'd have to go back out to the store go to the hardware store, come back home, do that, and this doesn't fit, and we're all familiar with this, we're all familiar with this as homeowners or as adults now, where we have, you know, we have things that we need to do, uh, repairs, and, and everything is going to break, left long enough, everything is going to break, and I just think about my dad when I'm doing some things, uh, for you know, because he it was always such a, an event, so much a, a drama around his home improvements and such. I never wanted to be a part of it, so I never, growing up, knew how to change a filter in a you know the, an air filter in an HVAC system, or and I never wanted to go into. Uh, I would mess around in the garage and the and the shed and whatnot, but I just never wanted to really get involved with the doing this. Like, Hey dad, can I help you? Can I hold something? You need a tool as he was under the car because he was like that guy from, um, a Christmas story, the dad, where he was always coughing and snorting and, you know, probably had a beer open nearby. He was, uh, it seemed so stressful. And so I just steered clear and my mother would caution us to do so as well. And he was never violent. He was a great father. Um, Never carried over really much into our lives, but it was just funny the way you, it was, it was tragic the way you'd see him struggling, but it was also pretty comical, because like, man, this guy's flipping out on this freaking car, you know, and there was a lot, he had a lot of limitations to his knowledge, so it came to, for instance, we had a, I had a quad, and, you know, we beat the, we rode the friggin' tires off of that damn thing, broke the shock in the back one time, and um, mono shock and, and it needed repairs, and he didn't want to spend the money, so you try to fix it, and then we couldn't fix it. So he would he would get so frustrated with with tool with uh, vehicles and stuff like that, and tools and furniture that if he couldn't fix it, he would put it out on the curb, and somebody else would take it and spend their time doing it. And he had a good job, so maybe he's you know, commendable actually to. Um, for him to do that, for him to just get rid of uh, the, the headache and just move on from it rather than dwelling on it, right? I think that that makes sense. So, my here's my dad today out, uh, outside. Lord knows how much precipitation there is, but he's out there shoveling and he's going to shovel again. He wants to snow blow the whole thing. And my mother's in there, and she's like, um, well-meaning and very helpful herself, very capable, but she can be aggravating. You know, she'll get at him. And say, don't do this. Don't do that. You're gonna die out there. And you know what? Maybe he is gonna die out there in the um, in the driveway shoveling snow. It's entirely possible that he he could. You got a heart condition. You do something, and you push yourself too hard. Completely healthy individuals have done that many times, right? They say that, given the amount of snow that and the amount of force that it requires to push snow and shovel it and lift it up and wet snow, that it puts a tremendous amount of uh, of effort on your body, and that inevitably you could, you know, you could have a heart attack. Not inevitably, but it's entirely possible that you could. Tax your system to the point you have a heart attack. That's possible for all of us, and he's got an irregularity in his heartbeat. So I'm teaching the cardiovascular system right now in my anatomy course, and very familiar with the cardiac conduction system and all that. Um, so I'm, I have it on my mind. I have him on my mind, and I have. The fact that he's out there working maybe a little bit too hard. But he's always worked too hard. The man I've seen, he built a friggin' cabin. Me and my mother, and sometimes my uncle and and us kids, we went out there, we would buggy lug for him. Buggy lugging, like, hey, bring something up. We were like uh, helpers on the construction site. Give me the box of nails, push that over here. Hey, bring me my wrench. Do this and do that. So my dad accomplished some incredible things, building and, and working on things over the years. Built a fucking cabin with a well, with plumbing, with generators. always, you know, laboring over that generator when it would die and get pissed off and pull it onto the trailer and bring it down and somebody more capable would, would fix it for him. I don't think that this makes my father unique, but anyway, I was just thinking about him and his efforts and his craziness and the drama around all of his pursuits, and I think about mine and the things that, that I might get involved in doing to try to, you know, do home improvements or get something done, something I've been meaning to do, like caulking the grout or uh, you know, grouting the, the tile in our house that I'd I'd like to do today. I've been putting it off for, I don't know, weeks, months. thinking about him and the way he behaves and the way we all behave when we are trying to um, negotiate our way through this life and all the slings and arrows that approach us that we're subject to uh, in our lives. it's, It's pretty crazy how comical it is. If you can stand above yourself while you're yelling and screaming, frustrated with some menial task, or some some sort of home improvement that you've been, or some visit to the store, or whatever the hell it is, I'm thinking about him, and I hope he doesn't collapse in the driveway, but if he did, you know, it would be, you can't say he wasn't warned, you can't say that you know, we didn't try to help the man. And so, uh... Let's stop at my office here. Got some friggin' freaks in there. Parking after I told them not to fucking park there. But they're gonna do it anyway, because they're goddamn idiots. Um, last time I left a, uh... Last time I left a fucking printed uh, Word document on this asshole's windshield wiper. This is last week. You know, I don't mind if you park here on the weekends when we don't have office hours, but you're a fucking dope because you got a uh, flat tire and you park beyond my parking blocks. And, and I hate to do that. I didn't want to add want insult to injury, but people think they can park wherever the fuck they want to. And, uh, i a Mr. Nice Guy, so I had to smack this fucker down. So they're there again, but they seem to be parked a little bit more responsibly. And, uh, if I need to, I'll snatch them up. But think about, you know, as as I'm, I'm thinking about it, as I go into the office here to replace a couple light switch covers, just trying to clean up the place a little bit, and I know that there might be a little bit of frustration. Maybe I'll electrocute myself as I try to screw the, uh, the plate on. Who knows? You know, I just want to get in here, get this job done, and go home and be with my family, watch a little playoff football, playoff action, and get the rest of my shit done as I prepare for tomorrow and the work week. Just like that. Friday is coming, gone, and the weekend is here and gone. Squeeze in some good fun, cleaned up the house. Mandy and the kids are off tomorrow, at least that'll give them some little, um, shelter in the storm, and I was, okay, so I was saying, my father winds up, uh, collapsing in the driveway because he is, um, manually shoveling the, the driveway in order to get himself out for this, in efforts to get himself out for this appointment on Tuesday, I don't blame him, I would probably be doing the same freaking thing, and, uh. I, I, hopefully he, he proves to himself uh, and practices by practicing a little restraint he can overcome this issue and uh, Lord Will and I can overcome these light switch covers and the rest of the, the shit that I will make a big deal out of these frustrations of life that you ever have these freaking frustrating days like every day, every week there's something that gets a rise out of you that stresses you out and you're, you're saying, man, I wish I could just take a deep breath. I'm trying to be really good at, become better at taking a deep breath and just exhaling like that big black muscle guy, a convict from the Green Mile who was wrongfully accused. He sucks the stress and the evil and all bad things out of a situation. And then exhales it into the atmosphere and all those little cinders, they just melt away. Wouldn't that be fucking awesome if we could do that? Can we do that? Let's try it, you know? (laughs) Um, in closing, um, reading this book right now, it's called unfuckology and it is about the scientific basis of dealing with ourselves, you know, like the relationship between our mind and our body and how, um, we will find ourselves in these frustrating situations where our, let's say, we'll be panicking, we'll be stressed out, and that is the mind kind of playing tricks on us. It'll send us, you know, we'll see a bear, the woman gives uh, an example, we'll see a bear uh, as we turn a corner on a, on a um, come into our yard or whatever, get out of our truck and head into the house for the evening and there'll be a bear, a grizzly bear in the driveway, and we will run. But we'll run, we'll have that response without thinking about it. It's completely automated, and so we're stressed out and having this uh, fight or flight sympathetic response. Our heart rate goes up, our, our blood flow goes inward to our skeletal muscles, and we're hauling ass, only to find out later that it was our buddy dressed up in a bear costume. It's an example and a stretch, but I mean, how many things happen to us every week that um, this is going on? Like the same hormones are at work, epinephrine, cortisol, the same hormones are at work when we are stressed out about an exam or a tough day at work as if we were actually in a fight for our lives. You know, in a life and death situation, in a car accident, God forbid. Um, and isn't that crazy how we sometimes let these, a lot of the times we let these hormones run wild on us. And it's easy to say it, think about it now, I'm feeling pretty good. But there are times throughout every day where I'm like, oh my fucking God, you know, this is the end of the world. What are we going to deal with this now? And something else, and it's something else. It always seems like it's something else, you know? And these things compound, these stressors compound, and then we are got to deal with this nonsense. So it's very interesting. I'm intrigued about this. I'm going to continue reading my unfuckology. I'm going to keep my father in mind, out there with a friggin' electrical system for his heart... that is and how he's going to do it anyway. And he wouldn't have it any other way. And I'm like a little bit like that as well. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And if I die, if I die shoveling myself out of the driveway, once I start, then I'm just going to friggin' die that way. You know, but we got to think, we got to try to use our, um, cerebrum, our brain brain, our squiggly brain that the, the, the type that the, uh, zombies like to eat, use that a little bit more often, and use the very small core of our reptilian brain a little less. That's our amygdala, our limbic system, these autonomic, automatic, very tiny, uh, comparatively, structures that our big brain is surrounded by, and our big brain should be overriding that shit an awful lot, and trying to help us uh, come to more logical conclusions. We do it every day. We're using it, but we're just not using it enough as we would like in this modern society. Think about these things, my friends, and think about Auntie June as she goes into the office and, and does a little bit of home improvements. She's going to try to keep her her, uh, her temper at bay. Huh!